everyone, and welcome to the Houston Element Podcast. My name is Missy, and I'm your host. And today, we're doing another virtual remote session via Zoom. We have a San Antonio celebrity native in the house. Okay, excuse me. He's also ventured to some other cities here in Texas. He's an artist as well as a cosplayer. We have Deacon Rapp. Um, Messi, do you hear that noise? Do you hear that? That's the sound of the people getting out of their seats because finally, Deacon Rapp has come back to the Houston Element podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, sorry, that's a lie. I've actually never been here before, but that doesn't mean we're not going to have fun. No, 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 because Missy, I don't think you understand what she signed up for. You're not just going to nerd out and geek out. You're going to freak out and weep out if yes, some man, what he can rap is cooking. That completely went over my head at the beginning, and I, I'm so sorry because I'm a huge rock fan. I should have gotten that, but, you know. A woman with my miles on it, you know, she forgets a couple things. But, <laughs> but that was an amazing, amazing intro, man. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know yet of your legendary track list? Well, my name is Deacon Rapp. And I'm not just any type of rapper. I'm like a nerdy otaku cosplay Power Ranger rapper. And here's the thing about me. Deacon Rap is the JDM riding, back and Zord flying, cosplay wearing, woo, nerd life repping, woo, otaku rapping. Son of a, can I cuss in here or no? Um, preferred not to, but I don't want to censor your form of art, so. Son of a gun in hip-hop entertainment. Woo! You see, I play sick instruments. I performed at anime convention, Comic-Con, all over this great state of Texas. And if you haven't heard, Deacon Rap is going to be live December 9th to 11th at SG Expo in San Marcos. And then, in January, I'm going to be live at the con of all cons on the Austin side of Texas, IckyCon. Oh. And that's the bottom line, because Deacon Rap said so. Oh, we All right, y'all. Looks like I'm going to have to take some road trips here soon. Whoever wants to come with, I'm driving. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You especially want to go to... If, here's the next thing. If you want to go to Eshi, Eshi is an 18-plus convention. However, warning, it's more like a hentai convention. Keep in mind, I'm not really into hentai and all that. I just, like, submitted to Pam. I was like, you know what? Let me see what happens. And then, boom. Three of them get approved. And I'm like, why is wholesome, you know, family-friendly me? How did I get approved at a con to celebrate hentai? You know what? When you're just that awesome... At what you do, you reach all audiences, man. Yeah, that's true. Because like uh, IckyCon, oh my God. The treatment that IckyCon has given me, I'm just like, why can't conventions in my own home city give me the same treatment that IckyCon has given me? So can you tell us a little bit about what it is it like to work at these conventions? What kind of things you do for prepare, preparation, you know, hitting the stage, all that? Uh, what I do for preparations for like uh, for like two weeks, I'll stop drinking sodas. I'll stop going to Taco Bell three days a week, and like um, 
I'll get in the gym. I'll do lots of running. I rehearsed my set three times in a row while wearing ankle weights and wrist weights. No, this is something Elvis would do, right? He would rehearse wearing these weights, right? And then he'd wear them up until like a minute before they call his name. And that's how he was able to move his limbs so fast because he, uh, that, that was his training purpose. And then with the whole running, my first time seeing someone rap over their vocals, I was just like, what, the, what is this? What, am I in the twilight zone? Like, what is going, what's the, what is this? No, this is wrong. You know, because like, uh, I understand that rapping over your vocals, there are some people that use it well, like there's this uh, artist named AJ Sachs. Uh, when he raps over his vocals, they're backup vocals. Like the, the reverb is turned all the way up and the vocals are turned down. So you only hear them subliminally. And so when you see him perform live, he sounds exactly like the album. You know, he's using rapping over vocals as an additive where there's some artists where like, it's a crutch. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot perform live. But, you know, I take performing live very seriously. So that's one of the things I do is that, you know, I want to give the audience uh, something they've never seen before. And I want to give them that feeling of, dude, I got to see this again. Because, you know, like my childhood heroes were like Eminem, uh, Elvis, uh, George Strait, um, let's see, Snoop Dogg. You know, my musical foundation had different phases. Like when I discovered MTV's morning music videos, that's when I discovered Eminem and Ludacris and the game. And so the first five CDs my dad bought me were The Massacre, Encore, Red Light District, Rhythm and Gangster, and the documentary. And then when I was five years old, my grandparents had this uh, record player. And, uh, you know, they play all these old records like Elvis Presley, uh, Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash, uh, Roy Orbison, Hank Williams, George Strait, you know. And then my dad, he loved Bon Jovi and the Beatles. So, you know, I grew up, and plus I'm a seventh generation guitarist guitar player so i come from a very musical family so you know as far as preparation goes that's why i take uh live music so seriously and then also i make that trip to sam to buy all the snacks and everything i'll gather up the crew and be like okay guys so i'm gonna need y'all for this i'm gonna need y'all for that at anime bingo and you know for people who haven't done it yet this is how it works for otaku rap battles. This is how that works for the concert. This is what I need you to do. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. It's a whole production. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so this now, uh, it's been a while. I'm not going to lie because life has, you know, picked up for me, you know, but I used to go to conventions all the time before I was working full time, you know? So I know that like people will, you know, prepare for these events, like just as attendees, you know, a year in advance sometimes. So um, is that kind of like something that you do? Like you're already thinking of, okay, this is the convention I'm going to hit. This is the tour or event, so on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything is planned six months in advance. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So you said you went to convention. Which con did you go to? So I went to, oh, my God. I'm, it's not Kazakage. I'm thinking of Naruto. Um Shoot, it's here. Kamikaze Con. Kamikaze Con. Thank you. Um, and I went to. It starts with an O. It's. It used to be in downtown. It's now in Galveston. Onicon. Onicon. Yes, sir. I've been to Onicon the most. I can't believe Onicon still exists. Onicon is like that. Onicon is that. Uh, is is that uh that person in an anime where you're like, oh yeah, I forgot that guy is still alive. (laughs) I mean. 
moving from Houston to downtown was their choice. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, to me, I thought downtown was great location because it was like 30 minutes from most yeah. Houstonians. So uh, I think I think Anime Matsuri really like they wanted downtown to be theirs. That's what it is, too. Yes. And I've been to Anime Matsuri a couple of times. I saw Miyavi there. I don't know if you know him, but yeah, I saw him there a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Um, yeah, I uh, I ha- um, I stopped going to Matsuri after like the controversy came out. Because, like, I knew people that were, like, personally, like, they were personally in the controversy. I see. And then, like, you know, after they, uh, after the situation with my friend Geek5 Everest, like, you know, until Montre, like, changes ownership, I can't really go back, like, consciously. I see. I see. Yeah. Um, So, without mentioning names, per se, or, you know, too much detail, um, has there ever been instances where you were at an event and you saw incidents that didn't involve you that were just completely random like i've been to conventions where i've seen some random random things uh one time in matri when i came downstairs uh, one of the windows was all broken out on uh, on the hotel entrance like those glass doors it was oh all God. broken out um there was a again at matri there was a guy that was like you know trying to do burnouts like, you know, just rapid, just smoking up the parking lot, trying to look cool. And then the tires pop. Oh, my God. I know. And then, like, uh, let's see. Uh, San Japan. There's this guy in San Antonio named the Texas Bushman. <laughs> he literally dresses in camouflage, sits in a, in a giant flower pot, you know, looking like a plant. Then he'd be like. Hey, how you doing? And people just get scared, you know, like I was trending for a while because I was in the Green Ranger and like, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, really loud. And like I was trending because I was in the Green Ranger, I was trending and people were like, come on, bro. The real one would never yada yada. And I'm just like, well, I'm trending, you know. But yeah, that's one thing that's in Japan. And then like uh, what, what con was it? At uh, uh, Anime Sakai, I'm in. I'm just sitting and talking with people. Then the owner comes with a giant Bluetooth speaker. He's like, "Hey, we're doing a rave downstairs." I'm like, "We're doing a rave." And then like we get downstairs, everyone's like, re- like EDM dancing to the Yu-Gi-Oh theme song, and I'm just like, "This is the person. This is the person who owns the convention. I am so happy. This type of person owns the convention." <laughs> So, yeah, I've noticed that a couple of cons, they started incorporating. Usually it starts at like 11 or midnight, some kind of little after hours rave kind of thing. Do you like to go to those as well? Do you perform at those sometimes? Uh, No, the rave is something completely separate. You know, I'm not really an EDM person. And, you know, I've never really, I've never really uh, liked EDM rave. There's one dude where like, you know, I had the patience to sit there and listen to his set. His name is DJ Steffi Hakubi. Like, he's the one dude where, like, you know, I, it's not him, it's his genre. But I will, but I, but I like and respect him enough where, like, you know what? I will go to your show and I will sit there even though this music is, like, giving me a headache. But because <laughs> I like you and because you support me so much, I will support you even though, like, oh, my God, I'm, I have a major headache. <laughs> Well, you are a good friend and a good sport. Yeah, I try. So you were telling us earlier that you play six instruments. So can you yeah. tell us about that? Yeah, um, 
I, uh, my dad got me, a, my dad always wanted me to play an instrument. However, I didn't really want to for some reason. <laughs> then when I got in high school, there was this girl that I liked that she, and she liked guys who played the guitar. So I was just like, dad, can I get a guitar? <laughs> and then it went from guitar to piano, to bass, to drums, to the harmonica, to the violin. Wow. And I really want to learn how to play the tenor saxophone. Oh, Wow. Wow. So are you a string instrument fan or are you a wind instrument fan or it's whatever? I'm a string. That's for sure. I'm a string person. Yeah. Do you have a kind of technique that you like to use specifically? Like, are you a, a metal core kind of guy or are you just like a sultry, more music? I'm a 1950s rock and roll kind of guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned Elvis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, de like uh, when my dad died, I was going through all these pictures and I found a picture of me when I was like five with one of those kid guitars and, you know, a lot of repressed memories and old thing came back. I'm like, am I trying to play blue suede shoes here? I think I'm trying to, I was trying to play blue suede shoes here. Well, my condolences about that, about your dad, but what a wonderful uh, it was, legacy. You know, once you start making the 911 calls in the middle of the night, eventually you got to uh, eventually got to mentally prepare yourself for when you got to make that last one. So, you know, my dad dying wasn't hard. It was all the messes of his I had to clean up after he died. Mm -hmm. Well, my, my condolences to you and your family, though. But what a beautiful legacy of music to leave behind, you know, with his child. Yeah. Yeah, I never, I never thought about it like that. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. So can you tell us, like, you kind of combine your rapping love and your cosplay. So can you tell us how you combine those two? Because for me, it's a first, and I'm very intrigued. So I was already a cosplayer, right? And um, I was trying to do gospel rap music for, like, the longest time. Mm. But, you know, in like 2011, 2012, gospel rap music was not, you know, the entity that it is today. However, in 2013, parodies were everywhere on YouTube, like parodies of songs were everywhere. Like, um, you know, uh, you know that song by Bruno Mars where it's like, I would catch a grenade yes. for yeah. So the opening lines were, we just met, but I know you're my soulmate. I got your name tattooed on my chest, neck, and face. Let's get hit right away. And I'm just like, this is so funny. I should do something like this, right? Well, here we are. It's this anime convention called MizumiCon. And I get this idea. I should make a parody of Today Was a Good Day by Ice Cube, and I should make it about the convention. So here I am. Just got my ticket, I pre-read at the front desk. I don't know, but I probably should have got more rest. You know, uh, then how's it go? Me do me was a good con. And my favorite line, went to tabletop, they were playing that Yuki Oh, talking about Cosmo. Ah, uh, shuffle them, shuffle them, shuffle them, shuffle. Shuffle in an overly dramatic fashion with my dragon. Light pulse dragon, light pulse dragon. Light poster won me another one. Picked up my graveyard. Then we played magic. And now I'm done. I won. Plus, nobody I know could beat me. Not even one. Me do me was a good con. And then people started noticing, taking notice. And I'm like, let me do one at Anime Odyssey. 
Walking around the con in my car, play an anime odyssey like that. With my mind on my pocky and my pocky on my mind. Later on that day, and my favorite line, it's like, Take my turn in the karaoke. I love the way you lie by Slim Shady. Shady, or am I to call me maybe? Oh, that song? And so, and then finally, my best parody I think I've ever done at San Japan that year, I did a parody of Heart Out Here for a Pimp. Oh, my God. Amazing. And my favorite line. I got a Yu-Gi-Oh deck and the magic one too. You play the wrong cards and they'll both beat you. That's the way that game goes. When we out stand your pan and got the good the glow stick before we start to go. You know it's fun out here at Stand Your Pan. So Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> I know. I look back and like the recording quality is so terrible. Why did I think this quality was great? It was one of those uh it was one of those earpiece microphones you got at Dollar Tree back in like 2010. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and I did it with uh what's that free program for recording audio? Guitar band. No, 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 not not guitar. No, no, it's uh, you download it on your computer. This was before Logic Pro and all that. Oh man, Audacity. Audacity. There we go. Yeah, it was on Audacity too, and I'm just like, dude, like, because like, I'm in the studio right now, and we work with Logic Pro, so you know, comparing Logic Pro to Audacity is like, you know. Okay. Okay. So now that you got your studio and things set up, so what kind of stuff do you like to do is when it comes from music recording, mixing, production? Uh, I just like exploring all that the program has to offer. You know, because it's like uh, my older brother, he produces in the studio downstairs. And uh, what you're going to call it? Uh, they got like thousands, like, at least five figures worth of plugins and additives just for Logic Pro. Wow. That's not even including the hard equipment. I'm talking about just software, right? Yeah. So my brother got so busy. He's like, hey, man, um, I don't really have time to be to track you right now. But Pablo upstairs, he just opened up his own studio. Like, you can go there, man. He could use some uh, he could use some traffic. And then as soon as I get in there, I'm like, Pablo, you're supposed to switch it to live. Because my brother, from 2014 till even till now, he was always like, look, you're going to be in a bigger, better studio one day. I don't want you to look like a dumbass, so I need you to learn how to do this. I need you to learn how to do that, you know? So he's been prepping me for so long. So when I get here and Pablo's doing all this stuff, that's like, Pablo, this part's not necessary. Pablo, this part is wrong. Pablo, you got to change the sentence. And then at some point, Pablo's like, so you want a job here? I'm like, sure. <laughs> I love so, that. So by what I mean by exploring is that my brother had like, you know, thousands of dollars worth of plugins and additives. I'm trying to figure out how can I be that great just using the basic software? It's like, uh, you ever watch an anime called Initial D? You know, I, no, actually I'm thinking of another one. Yeah. But no, that's an old anime. That's an old anime way back in the old adult swim days. Yes. So, no, but it's been a while. Yeah, so basically the main character, it's about street racing. The main character drives a slow car with no additive whatsoever. With all these other guys, they got fast cars with lots of additives. If Takami can be great in a slow car with no additive, maybe I can be great 
and uh, and a base model uh, Logic Pro with no additives as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I respect that, man. You know, because it's like uh, you. Uh, well, you probably know as a musician yourself. You know, it's like your your technique won't transition transfer over from your guitar to another person. You know, just because somebody plays your guitar no. doesn't mean that they can play as well as you. You know, so it's all in your skill. Oh yeah, that's true. So, uh, what kind of? Now, I'm not a logic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I'm not familiar with Logic Pro, but can you tell us what kind of plugins and things you like to use for Logic Pro inside? Say that one more time. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, what kind of plugins in Logic Pro do you like to use for your mixing and your mastering? Oh, I don't. I don't have any. But I mean, uh, like when, when with my brother, he uses Anteus Auto Tune. Mm -hmm. And then he's a thing called uh, Ozone 8. Mm -hmm. And it's a thing. I never really learned the name. That was just, you know, whenever he would uh, tell me to take over, try and make the match, I just met with the settings and everything. I didn't really take turn, take time to learn what the programs were called. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. I see. Okay. No, yeah. no worries. So let's talk about your latest EP that you released. Okay. And if I say it wrong, I'm sorry. It's called Otaku's Attack. Otaku's Attack, yes. Yes. So can you tell us about that project? So I, uh, in 2018, uh, Dave Hankins from San Japan says, hey, bro, you want to you wanna be the opening act in the YouTube concert? something we're trying out. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. And so then I call, you know, he was my best friend at the time. He was always well, still kind of my best friend. He's more like my childhood best friend, not really... For for the me, he was my best friend from you know then to you know basically adding basically the me now he's more like one of my best friends but you know anyway I call him up on my like, bro uh uh I'm you know I tell him I'm performing at Chandy Japan and according to him I look like I was about to sneeze throw up and orgasm at the same time. <laughs> I know. And so we're like, I need new material. I need more nerdy, happy, upbeat, dancey songs. So the song Otaku's Attack is something we came up with, you know, and then we came up with uh, Your Wife Who Is Trash and um, Rice Burner is something I had done for a while, but I just like remixed it, redid a lot of the words and made it more uh, enthusiast centric rather than me centric. And then uh, main characters, it's uh, I wanted to rap about friendship. It came to my who's a better representation for Power Rangers than for friendship than the Power Rangers. So I had that, I, I found a Power Ranger beat, and you know I'm like right into it. I'm just like, yo, this is fire. And then uh, Christmas that year. My brother said, hey, bro, I made you something for Christmas. I'm like, what'd you make me? And then he played the beat. Na -na -tika -la, na -tika <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, what is that sound? He's like, that's a Dragon Ball song uh, turned all the way down and inverted. I'm like, oh it's God. a theme song to Dragon Ball Heroes. He basically turned the pitch all the way up to where it's all high pitch. And then he inverted it to where it's uh it's it uh the song is backwards oh my god <laughs> so you're hearing japanese and backwards oh my god and what uh what what sparked him to do this just to see if he could 
he just wanted me. He just wanted to make me something that was great, and we both agree. This is this is my. You know how Eminem his best song is "Lose Yourself" and how Snoop Dogg, uh, uh, "Gin and Juice" will always be associated with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that song, "Remember the Time," is my version of that. Okay. And so I had it ready to release in uh, 2019. I'm like, I want to drop it on November 4th. That's my childhood best friend's birthday. And then it's like, oh, the con I wanted to drop it at on the 4th, they're not having live performers. I'm like, no, no, I'll just wait till next year. Then the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. And November 4th of the pandemic, I didn't want to release it yet because I'm still, you know, I'm taking, I have all the free time. I'm thinking I could make it better. Like main character, that Power Ranger song, I re-recorded it 10 times. Like all the lyrics, just because they'll be like, I wonder how it sounded if I do it this way. I wonder how it sounded if I do it that. That's not even including the times that I asked my brother, hey, can we make it this way? Can we change the effect this way? And, you know, then 2021 happened. And, uh... I'm still working on this thing. I feel like it's not done yet because, you know, from 2018 to 2021, excuse me, the uh, the skill set and level just elevated. So I'm not just like put it out to put it out. I'm more like it has to be perfect. It has to be, you know. So 2022, 2022, it's like I'm done working on this thing. Uh, I'm going to put it out whether I feel this is perfect or not. I don't think it's perfect, but I've been working on this for four years. I better see some results, you know, and I'm doing a tour to promote it. So I did put it out November 4th this year. I started on the tour and now I'm waiting on the results. And so far people like the song, like uh, my, uh, my power Ranger song. I got a DM randomly of somebody who, uh, who made a lyric video for it. Really? Yeah, some dude randomly, like some random ball mind, like, dude, I love your song so much. I hope you like my lyric video. And I'm like, dude, I really like it. He's like, yeah, I just need more time to work on it so I can do the whole thing. I'm like, I'm just like, what is going on? Why are people making lyric videos of my song? Like, I always knew this was coming, but like, anytime something good happens musically, I knew this was going to come, but I never mentally prepared myself for it. Like uh, the voice actor of Freezer, right? Mm-hmm. When I met her at Hill Country Comic Con, we had this amazing interview. And uh, then when I saw her again at Anime Texas uh, back in August, I asked her, hey, would you ever like want to rap on a song because I know you're a singer? Or would you ever want to rap in your Freezer voice? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, and then I get ran- you know, I'm try- I am trying, I offer her this. Then as she's talking, I'm thinking, what do we do? What do I do? What do I do? And then it just comes out. I think it'd be cool if we made a song. What well, What if, like fan fiction, what if the Power Rangers were to fight Freeza? And she's like, yeah, I think I'd like that. So here we are. November, the, the day before, the, no. Yeah, the day of that this album dropped, she's in San Antonio. And I told her, you don't have to record it. I'll write everything. You know, we had this plan November 5th, the day is actually here that she's in San Antonio. I go pick her up. I bring her to the studio. We record the song. We do a photo shoot. We shoot some amazing promo <laughs> videos. And it's like, 
What the fuck happened? What the fuck? Yes. What the? Oh, yes, right. You're going to. Oh, yeah. You got. I can't cuss. What the flip just happened? What the flip? You know, this is, you know, and it's like at some point we stopped being celebrity and fan and it felt like we were on the same level. Oh, you know? my God. That's amazing. And then the, uh, because of that, there are two other voice actors <laughs> that I'm going to be working with. Really? Recording songs, writing for they're going to be on my album, and uh, I can't really say their names <laughs> yet. Of course, all I can say is that uh, two of them are also from Dragon Ball, they're both also from Dragon Ball. I'm like so jealous, but I'm kind of like envious that I'm like six degrees closer <laughs> to Frieza's voice actors. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Well, tell you what, tell you what. Once me and uh, Linda Young are actually uh, find a release date, you want me to bring her on so we can, like, you know, talk about that? I mean, if all parties are in agreement, I say rock and roll. That's my answer. You know what I'm saying? Rock and roll, you know? So. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, no, it's, uh, I don't know. It, lately, it feels like, I'm defying the impossible and it's easier than I thought it was. No, man. I mean, it, oh, I'm sorry. Please continue. I don't know. It's like, you know, like before my, and like my dad died in July of this year. And before he died, it's like, you know, uh, my life was, uh, was kind of like in its routine. And it's like, ever since he died, it's like my life, steadily started getting a lot better because it's like my dad his health was bad like there were days where he mentally was not there mm -hmm. even like uh the night before he died you know i can tell something was mentally wrong with him mm -hmm. but you know i just my dad is the type of person where he's like he could be dying and be like don't call an ambulance i'm fine he could be dead and be like why didn't you call an ambulance you said you were fine oh yes Oh, yeah. Yes. It's like after my dad died, I got this amazing apartment. Uh, the people, the studio, two of the employees, uh, they're moving to Bangkok. So it's like they weren't here for, for like months. Mm -hmm. And it's like the owner of the studio, he got a, he had a coaching job in uh, Floresville. So for a few months, it's like, oh my God, this is my studio. And then like the whole Linda Young thing happened. I went on tour and then, you know, the album released. Uh, Everything is just going really good, and that's why uh, after I'm done with some current projects I'm working on, uh, I'm going to do a gospel album, and it's going to be the most minimal promotion. It's just going to be put it out there to put it out there, because I would love to do uh, gospel music again. However, am I doing this for God, or am I doing this to hop on a trend? And, you know, if I'm going to do this, I have to do this for, for God. I can't be doing this to hop on a trend. 100%, 100%, man, because uh, it, it is a spiritual experience. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I don't mind doing something to hop on a trend, like uh, Chainsaw Man. I only tried to watch it because, you know, <laughs> oh, this is going to be the hottest anime out right now because mm -hmm. I'm in the entertainment industry. I got to be up to date on stuff. I ended up liking it, but, you know, when it comes to things like, like this, you know. Excuse me. 
yeah, I, I just I just can't do it just to hop on a trend because I feel like, you know, that, that that's wrong of me to do it like that. I respect that, man. I respect that, man. Yeah. You know, stay educated, but you don't have to. You can know about the tea, but you don't have to drink the tea, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations on all of your recent success, man. Like, that is so freaking cool. <laughs> Yeah, I just, uh, I get, uh, like, uh, I'm in this group of, uh, this uh, Instagram group mm-hmm. uh, of nerdy rappers. We do ciphers. Mm-hmm. Like, we just recently did an anime Big Brother cipher where uh, somebody's rapping about Itachi. I'm oh rapping God. about Illumi. Uh, someone's rapping about Raditz, you know, anime Big Brothers. And I'm like, oh, you're living a dream. You're living a dream. And I'm just like, I don't think I'm living a dream. Because for me, it's like, Eminem and Snoop Dogg don't acknowledge me. So to me, I'm not living the dream yet. <laughs> but hey, you know, you're already getting some acknowledgement from some people that you already admire, like voice actors and anime. So who yeah, knows? Like, like you have no idea. Like <laughs> Linda Young. Uh, Genkai, is, uh, Genkai actually helped. Uh, she voices for Genkai Yuju Hockey Show. Um, that <laughs> show actually helped me cope when my grandma died. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. But I mean, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, that was back in 2011. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, that's uh, for her. It's like, oh my god, this is amazing. But it's like for you know, it's uh, I am excited for what happens next. And my big brother tells me not to mentally prepare myself for when it comes because I'll be more appreciative uh, when it actually comes and I'll work harder to do preparatory work. It's like Linda, right? Uh, My female friends, whenever they come here to do their modeling pictures, it's always an amazing vibe, right? And so I'm like, "Uh, Miss Young, uh, Master Gen, I call her Master Gen Kai. Master Gen Kai, would it be cool if the girls came into their photo shoots in the other room? And she's like, yeah, that's Fine. I wanted to create this experience. I wanted to order Pizza Hut. I, you know, again, these celebrities, they give fans the experience all the time. When do we, uh, the fans, ever give them uh, give them an experience? I love that. I love that, that you try yeah. to be as thoughtful as you can, you know, and treat them with the respect that they deserve. Because, you know, people forget that y'all are people, too. You as artists are people, too. You know, you don't need to just oh, get yeah. mobbed and drooled all over and treated be like, can you play my song? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, um, like, it, like I'm starting to see that lately. Because there are a few people at the convention. They're like, hey, man, I, I really like what you do. I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. I'm like, dude, are you OK? He's like, oh, it's just I'm kind of a little nervous about me. I'm like, no, nah, dude, it's cool. Like, hey, you want me to walk with you? Oh, yeah, sure. So, you know, we started talking about random stuff. And then, like, I remember at, uh, I don't know how this ended up happening, but at Big Texas Comic Con, uh, this dude and his, uh, his cousin and their brother, right? Somehow, we went from, oh, my God, I'm so nervous to, so this is why we need to stop, the, we need to stop acknowledging No Net November. And D down December needs to be more popular than No Net November. <laughs> I I don't know how it's like you know I understand oh, that man. like when you're a professional there are some things just don't talk about you don't go to certain level right. but these right. dudes were really cool and these were one of the few times like okay I can literally just lay back 
talk about whatever within, you know, within a certain range and, you know, be a little bit more, more more casual and less professional because honestly, I hate having to be professional. I love being casual. Like casual is, you know, yeah. It's more natural. So you don't have to pretend to be somebody that you're not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, for example, you know how in the entertainment industry, sometimes you'll have to go to events that require a suit and a tie. Mm-hmm. I have some custom made suits. Like, for example, I have a bright orange suit with a Dragon Ball logo here and a big logo on the back. I have a custom made suit where it's printed to look like the Iron Man suit. Like, it's a regular business suit. But it's printed all over to look like an. I have one to look like a Batman suit. I have one to look like the TARDIS from Doctor Who because I want to still be in cosplay and stick out and promote myself the way I already promote myself without having to, you know, conform to the norms of society. I mean, um, I think all suits should resemble some kind of superhero and anime character. I think it is aloof and strange if you do if you don't. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like, even when I perform live at local rap shows, I still wear a costume. Like, um, what drink calls it? One time I realized when I went to a local rap show, mm-hmm. almost everybody had on a black shirt and jeans. Mm-hmm. And here I am just like Nightwing from, uh, from the Batman series. And I'm just like, I cannot tell who's an artist and who's just here to support an artist. I really can't. <laughs> you know, your outfit's all... Kind of looks the same to me. Oh my god, that's too funny. That is too. Yeah, funny. and it goes back. It, it goes back to the whole live performance thing. Like, notice Elvis's outfits, right? They had all dangly, shiny. They were all cool. And then, like, even Michael Jackson, right? You know, he had all those dangly, shiny. Lady Gaga. Oh my, Lady Gaga's outfits, bro. Lady Gaga's outfits. Like, Lady Gaga is one of those. Like, so you don't. Lady Gaga for me is like one of those last live performers that just dazzled the audience like with those outfits with the with everything. Like uh Bad Bunny, I see that he comes like uh he comes on a grappling hook on side like an inflatable uh, palm tree. And I see Post Malone perform live. I'm like, whoa, you look like you're dressed to go to bed. <laughs> Shots fired. Call, call 911. No, I, I'm for real, though. I'm for real, though. And then the word to Bernie Mac. I ain't bullshitting. Maybe this is just that one, oh, one concert that we wanted to be relaxed. I don't know. But, like, I remember he was wearing, like, that. It looked like, uh, paja- it looked like pajama pants. Like, you know, sweatpants. And one of those, uh, that you uh i forgot what they're called but basically they're to keep you warm it's like an undershirt to keep you warm mm-hmm. and i'm just like dude you look like you're ready to snuggle up by a fireplace <laughs> like why are you performing live in this of all things some people take being comfortable a little too seriously sometimes <laughs> yeah like will ferrell oh my god now that dude, that dude went on the Tonight Show in literal pajamas. He even had like slippers on and everything. Oh my god! Now that is extra. Yeah. That's a little extra. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us today and making me laugh out loud, man. Do you have any last bit of advice for the listeners? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my advice for the listeners is, um, you know, if there's something that you want to do in life, not only do you have to go for it, but you will literally have to work harder than you've ever worked before. You know, like uh, like something that The Rock says is that the, re- the w- reason he got so successful is that, you know, he was the first one in the gym. He was the last one to leave. He literally worked harder than everybody else. Kobe Bryant talked about in order to, uh, in order to, um, the way that he got so good was he started waking up at three, started training at four. When there are some NBA players where they don't wake up till the crack of noon, but within three, four years, nobody can touch you. Mm-hmm. So that's what it takes. Like, mm-hmm. I've missed birthdays, Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving for this. Like, you know, Thanksgiving that came up, I spent most of my time in here. That's so, true. So, you know, that, that just, that's just one of the sacrifices. And again, your dream is not a faithful, significant other. Your dream is going to hurt a lot in the beginning and you're going to want to give up. And, you know, like if you need somebody, nobody can do it for you. Nobody cares the way that you care. You know, we all have a purpose and you got to have, you got to be passionate about your purpose. You got to be persistent with it and you got to be patient and wait for your purpose to come. And the thing to remember is people over profit because you can't take it with you. And, you know, uh, if you're focused on profits more, it's not going to be as fulfilling. That part. People over profit. Yeah. Because you can't take them with you. Yeah. Yeah. One of my childhood heroes told me that, and ever since then, I'm like, ah. Like that staying with me. No, that's that's real. That is real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, thank you again so much for joining us today. It was an absolute pleasure, man. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) And thank you all for joining us today and watching this episode. And we will talk to you guys next week. Peace. All right. Bye.